for another episode of Dream Stories with Michael and Elisa Fritt. I don't know. And our guests, <laughs> not just us. We do have guests this time, too. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, so. we have some wonderful guests. But we, we love being here on, on Dream Stories so. yes, and, we and do. talking about things. And we're going to have a little bit of a different kind of a conversation with a guest today. Okay. So we have some guests on with us who are... Uh, master dream interpreters probably been interpreting dreams as long as we have, yeah. maybe, maybe longer. I'm not sure. Yeah, I have to ask that question. Um, they've been interpreting dreams in England, and they're good, good friends of ours, uh, really family. Yes. And uh, we're going to have some conversation about the differences in culture and how we learn about dream interpretation. I just think it'll be a good conversation for folks. Maybe not focusing on a specific dream today. Right. Well, we may. You never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. We may get caught up in a dream. and For Tony and Dewey's sake, we, we never know what we're doing. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. But hey, wherever it takes us and then there's a good flow, we'll go there. It's true. It's good. So, well, Do we need to welcome them? We should. We can just jump right into it. Okay. Right? I'm, there are probably things I should have given preliminarily. but Well, go ahead. Well, I'm just trying to think of what they are. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, they're from England. You've no, already said that. I was talking that. about just for dream stories in general, but this is good. Let's just bring them on, and I'll think of all the other well, things before we finish. Well, we can let them tell it. us a little bit about themselves it's if true. they it's want good, to. So, so let's, let's just welcome Tony and Dwee Cook from, I don't even know where they're at in England now, because y'all have moved to the seaside. You're no longer in Cheltenham. So Tony and Dwee yeah. Cook with Streams Training Centers England and Dream Academy uh, and all kinds of other dream-related things in England. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've known Michael and Elisa for almost more years than we would like to remember, really. I was thinking. Um, and we've we've been uh, good friends, uh, the, the sort of friends who can tell each other the truth, which is always a good sign. Which is valuable. It is. I and think we met them in the mid-90s. We did. That is the 1990s, not the 1890s, <laughs> just in case anyway. <laughs> we, we, at the age we're getting to, it could have been the 1890s. That's the problem. I think I had an encounter. I think I met you guys in Scotland when I was uh, oh, you in did. Scotland. You did. Now you met. I rode in a car oh, with you. You guys I, I, gave me a ride. We, we went to dinner okay. somewhere. We did. Yeah. Mac, uh, Macduff. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. So I'm we're... sorry. Did we meet? We must. We must have met in the early 2000s. We're I'm sorry. About, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tony's telling me what to do, just well, like tell you, you tell me what to do. What to do. Time, I right? love it's it. True. It's true. So, well, <laughs> look, where fine. are you guys located now? And because I never remember the town name, I got so used to Cheltenham now, I can't remember the name Ames? of the town. Is it Ames? Is it Ames? It is. Emsworth. Emsworth. Um, it is quite a large village, probably a small town. It borders the coast and it's between a beautiful town called Chichester and further up. And we are closer to Portsmouth, which you may have heard of. And Southampton. That's Portsmouth sorry. and Southampton are next door to each other. Okay. Southampton is a huge sort of commercial seaport and Portsmouth is a huge naval Okay, okay. Oh, so a lot of people who were worked in the naval base for Portsmouth actually lived in Emsworth, we find. Okay. Yeah, so that's there where you. we are. Okay. I think we have a Portsmouth in the United States that's also a big naval base. That's interesting. You okay. might well do. I really yeah. think we do. Anyway, oh, yes. So let me ask a question. I'm just going to jump into this thing about dreams because, Tony, 
you guys have been involved with dreams and interpreting dreams really as long or right around the same time we were. And we both got our start learning about it with uh, John Paul Jackson, uh, who was yep. with Streams Ministries. But what, you know, we've talked about our story sometimes. What, what in the world convinced you to start learning about dreams? What was it that drew you into the idea that dreams were important? Either okay. Either. Well, th- th- this was, Dwayne and I were at a, a conference up in the northeast of Scotland with John Paul on, uh, it was the Art of Hearing God, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that was 2002. <clears throat> I know that. Yeah. And uh, we were we went up there because something had broken out in, in the church that we were pastoring on the prophetic and we needed to get some input. And And then at the end of the sessions at the end of the week or however long it took I think, well, anyway it doesn't matter how long he suddenly stood up and he said just thought i'd let you know um we have been interpreting dreams uh as outreach in um las vegas, las vegas yeah and there were queues around the block and, and the moment he said that i felt a harpoon in my chest uh, it was just like oh my goodness and you had a similar sort of reaction, didn't I didn't, you? I wouldn't call it. Oh, okay. You've it always, wasn't the whole She's, well, <laughs> she's always told me it was, so yeah. I've assumed it was. Anyway, hers you was and a, I hers was a spear. completely stunned by that. It yeah. was just like a bolt from God anyway, whichever mm. way. And I knew that I had to be involved in dreams at some level, which was bizarre because I could, at that point, I could probably have remembered three dreams in the whole of my life. And at that point I was, I don't know how old I was, old enough, thirties mm-hmm. or something um, <laughs> or older forties. Um, so, so there wasn't any doubt in my mind that I had to get involved in it, but it had no appeal to me except that God spoke, you know, it was just, yeah. it was just like that. I knew that I had to do it. That's that might have been when you were there, Elisa. That was the first one he did in Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Uh, Banff. And that might be when we had a meal. Mm-hmm. And um, it, we went back the following year. To uh, do Understanding to Dreams do and Visions. Understanding yeah. Dreams and Visions. Mm-hmm. In that time, between the two, because they were about the same time of year, I'd been diagnosed with breast cancer and had treatment. Mm. So I went back... Uh, with a dream, which actually is in your book, Michael, Dream Stories. That's right. Uh, thinking, because I didn't know how to interpret dreams, I'd never understood how important they were in the Bible. Suddenly I had a dream, which I misinterpreted, which looked like I was going to die fairly soon. Share that dream. Go ahead and share that dream, because it's short enough <coughs> that, that you can cover it, because that's important, because that really sealed the deal for you guys, with recognizing how valuable I, dreams were. It yeah. did for me because I'd had the dream and um, just tell it. it was that I was under underwater in a submarine mm. and suddenly um, I broke surface, you know, the submarine I was in, it was, it was small. Just, it was yellow. It was small. And the ocean was very blue. It was a little bit like being in the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. And I came up and there uh, towering above me was a white cruise liner. And it was sort of towering above me in my way. You know, I'd come up and it was coming towards me. That's why I thought, ooh, uh, 
you know, I'm not safe anymore. I'm out and I mean, you know, this thing's going to mow me down. I'm small. It can't see me. Yeah, you thought you and the Beatles were going to get. Right <laughs> yeah. Now, right? She, she thought she was going to die and I wrote a song. It's, you know, that's the way it is. <laughs> so I, um, I did actually talk to uh, one of the dream, the team. Yeah. Uh, now, um, I was desperate and I didn't have the confidence to ask John Paul himself. I didn't think we were really allowed to ask people to interpret our dreams, but I had this short dream and she looked at me and this dream interpreter and she said, no, 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 you have been interceding hidden in the Holy Spirit, uh, doing what you do and no one's really noticed. And that's okay. I mean, but now you have come up and this is a dream of hope. And you have uh, appeared and been noticed by a bigger ministry. And she didn't say which one, but... Why is... Why was I at John Paul Jackson's uh, Dream Interpretation, Understanding Dreams and Visions course? I was like completely amazed. There we are. It was the opposite. Mm. Yeah. Something that you thought meant the end actually was meaning a beginning. Which is really yeah. something that people run into in dreams a lot of times where they think a dream means something that it doesn't and it brings fear because they don't have an interpretation. That's one of the reasons I love interpreting is is bringing hope. Well, we do, uh, you know, for me, for, you know, after having some training in dream interpretation, I do examine my life when I wake up from having had a dream, like what's going on in my life right now? Why would I be having this? So I can understand why you would go directly to that thought, you know, Oh, this is not good, but that's why it's so important to know metaphors and understand. Go ahead, Tony. I do think that's a very good thing to do as well. Yeah. You know, look at your circumstances. Sometimes it might be a soul dream, but look at your circumstances because if it's even if it's a dream from God, the circumstances may have an important aspect to it, just like Dewey's did. Right, right. Sure. And and I look at it now, and that dream, you know, there's no doubt that dream has been fulfilled on multiple yeah. levels, on multiple levels, yeah. because not yeah. only did the dream not mean what Dewey, what you thought, <laughs> which is that you weren't going to make it because you're sitting here with us right now. That's twenty almost. <laughs> Almost 20 years later, God, you know, your creator took care of you, carried you through that, sustained you. And at the same time, you're doing exactly what that dream said. You were recognized by not just one, but multiple other uh, organizations and ministries and associations and groups and encouraged Mm -hmm. to step out and be who you guys were created to be by that dream. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, so you're right. It was the turning point. It was, yeah. <clears throat> how did how did that play out then? Did you just immediately start doing dreams? I mean, you didn't know that's what ah. the, that you didn't know that's what the well, and that's not necessarily the specifics of what that dream was about. But I I, I have to think it was part of it because of the 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 way. Well, I have another dream. I, I had another dream just at the end of the conference, but before that we had asked John Paul if we could have a little chat about doing more with him. And so we had progressed it on the natural. But I had another dream because Tony and I, this, we had learned a lot. We had done a lot of the prophetic exercises from the art of hearing God with our people. 
in the church, although we'd not taught the material because we weren't trained to do that yet. Um, <clears throat> so I had another dream, which was that we were in a big, big blue Cadillac. It was blue with an open top and we were driving along a beach and chatting away. Yeah, we were driving on a road. Well, we were driving along the beach and then we came to a tidal road. Now, I know this tidal road very well, so does Tony, because it's figures. But just to explain it. to people who might not know, a tidal road is exactly what it says. It's it's open for about three, you know, four or five hours a, a day, and then it's complete colors. Oh, tidal, T-I-D-A-L, like a tidal wave. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, we decide, <clears throat> Tony's driving, and we sort of start to cross. We think, yeah, we can probably get across. It's not we that We can tea. make it. <laughs> and we were about very shortly, as soon as we could see, actually, we were going to just, it wasn't going to work. We could not cross, on, we couldn't use that road yet. So we reversed out quickly and we waited because the tide turns. And mm. within a couple of hours, we'd be able to do it again, use that road again. So that's the, what that dream meant to us was, you have been t learning a lot you're not to release it just yet. Wait for the right timing. Mm. And you're going to have an open top, you know, revelation. That's so from good. Heaven. And, and for, we do have, uh, you know, sometimes we use language in our podcast that everybody doesn't understand, like the mm. title road. But sometimes we use language from our faith background, Christian faith background, that some of our non-Christian listeners don't get. And that yep. we talk about that prophetic. And oftentimes we say the blue car for mm -hmm. example, speaks of something prophetic. That's really just talking about hearing the voice of your creator, mm -hmm. hearing the voice yeah. of the one who created you, right. uh, hearing from the spiritual realm. And you guys are amazing yeah. in that. And But it wasn't an overnight process. Well, the other thing that was interesting, Michael, was that this road that we know so well, but we were in a car that was an American car, and of course, the ministry that we ended up with streams is an American ministry. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And see, it's true. It's and the, the revelation uh, that we walked into through streams has just been incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's those little subtle pieces of a dream that mm -hmm. aren't necessarily what you need for the interpretation, but they give yeah. you the 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 flavor. They bring forth the the piece of the, the little piece that just kind of opens up mm. something about the mm. dream. So, and yeah, I sometimes think of it, I sometimes think of it as, as a, you know, the skeleton of the main dream and then the extra bits of your ligaments and your muscles and your little bits and pieces, but it goes in some ways you don't need the little extra bits, but it tells you so much more. Mm -hmm. You know what? I still think there's more to that dream that is not unfolded. And I know that may sound crazy, but you, there was also the section of where you said you knew you could come back later. And I think there's a place where you didn't have a full road inlet into, or there was, you know, something blocking you that you're going to be able to go back and share and release something about whatever the revelation is, uh, through it, dream interpretation, whatever, go back down some avenues that you did not have roads into before. And it's probably a place you've already been before. I just sense that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll yeah. Take, yeah. We'll, we'll have that one. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah. We'll pray about that. Thank well, you. And that's one of those things about dreams
they don't you can yeah. have a meaning that is absolutely accurate for right now you can yeah. 20 years later be talking about the dream and have new revelation new understanding that comes out of it for the current moment too yeah. I, I, see that's what i love about said our dreams come from outside an outside source mm. they don't soul dreams come from within us but but most dreams a lot of dreams come from an outside source, our creator, God, yep. or our adversary. Yeah. And those that come from our creator will, they have, they're, they're living. Mm. They're yes. Just, you don't just have them and they're over. Yeah. They're, a, they're an evolving dynamic living thing itself. Mm. Mm. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's so, so neat. That's really cool. Now, now you then, you connect with those two dreams. You guys ended up connecting with Streams Ministries and with teaching for John Paul Jackson some uh, various classes. We we've done that as well, weekend classes. Some of those on dream interpretation. What? How did that evolve? What are you? T tell me what you're doing now. What's What's it like to do dream interpretation in England? Because. In the U.S., we're still fighting a battle of a lot of the spiritual people around us still kind mm. of think dreams are weird. Um, mm. So there's there's this process of those hungry for that that interaction with with the spiritual realm and those who are scared of it. Is that true in Europe as well, or is it different? There? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's no different. Um, <clears throat> I think. Uh, you know, the whole I, I don't like calling people new age at all. I, I, I tend to think of them in my head and refer to as people like that as new, new seekers, because um, because a lot of them are a lot hung, hungrier than than some of the church going people we know, um, which yeah. is sad. But there you go. Um, and I think, you know, there's a huge skepticism within the church. Um, there is also outside of the church. Mm. But the skepticism does not come from those who have investigated, I don't know, uh, Eastern Eastern mysticism and all that sort of thing. It basically comes from within the church. And, it, and it's because over the years they've been taught or they've been put off by by leadership. And, and again, you know, we we understand that one. It's not it's mm -hmm. not a criticism. It's just a fact. And um when people begin to understand, you see, Dewey's referred to, I think already, I'm not sure, <laughs> but there's so much in the Bible about dreams. Yeah. And the funny thing is that until we started to get interested in dreams, we kind of read them and it just went whoosh over the top of our heads. Now we read the Bible and everywhere we go, there's either a, a reference to a dream or a vision or something. And so it's, it is like having a veil lifted off your eyes and yeah. your ears. And so, yeah, we're, we're no different in that way, um, sadly. Yeah, I, I, I would say that we, because Streams invited us out to do the teacher training for Art of Hearing God. And in fact, one of the speakers there was a man called Michael French. Yes, it was. That's when must have met you. Yeah, we couldn't understand him for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, have, you, have, have you? No, he's, he is naughty, but um, uh, do you understand us better now? It takes you a while to get oh, in the rhythm, no. doesn't it? You of go, course okay. we do. Yeah, okay. Well, so, you, know, you know, it's interesting. There's so many similarities that cross cultural lines, like the aversion in some cases to 
mystical things. I, I love, I've yeah. taken to, I've taken just to be honest, I, being a person who has a strong Christian faith, um, I've taken to calling myself a Christian mystic, which for my yeah. traditional Christian friends just really freaks them out. You just, just took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say I consider myself a mystic. And that that term, even especially where we're from, even yeah. though yeah. It, sh- it should be considered a Christian reference, it is yeah. not. It is considered something really weird and and and, and not godly mm-hmm. in some way, and uh, you can't have these experiences, which is that Western mindset of you know can't see, taste, touch, smell. You know, yeah. then it's not yeah. real. I remember yeah. that being impounded in my head when I was younger. So mm-hmm. it, it takes away that ability to be able to relate to God in different ways. When that is squashed, you know, it's like, oh, you thought you saw something in the corner of your eye? Oh, well, you know, that was weird, Mm -hmm. you know, or you you felt this impression or you felt something near you, even though you couldn't see anything? Oh, well, that's just in your mind. That's not real, you know. So, yeah, I consider myself a mystic, and it's... Uh, Michael bought himself a shirt that says Mystic on it. I don't, well, I don't have to wear a shirt that says Mystic on it. People will just know when they meet me. You dress <laughs> yeah. See, Tony, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to your story and thinking, you didn't have great interest in dreaming, and you didn't dream a lot. You remembered like three or whatever. <laughs> Dwee's having all these dreams, and I'm thinking, that's very much like our story. Yeah. Lisa's having five, six, seven dreams a night and forces me to go to this class to learn about dreams, right? <laughs> so, And now here I'm the one out interpreting dreams, and she has them yeah. still. Yeah. I think I was just about about to say about imagination too. I mean, again, our Western culture um, does not encourage adults to have imagination. Bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Because we encourage encourage our kids to. Yes. But but actually, one of the exercises we do when we do a face to face teach thing with uh, with people is just to get. you know, read read a story like David and Goliath, or uh, you know, um, any of the parables or whatever, and and say to people, well, what happened? Did you did you see anything? Did you imagine anything? Were you there? And they all go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you start to talk <laughs> about imagination, and you can see it. It's like a steel door comes down. Oh, not allowed to go there. And right. and yet, for dreams, understanding of dreams, and I believe understanding the bible you cannot do so without having imagination i remember john paul used to talk about the white white space didn't he in the bible he did you know basically don't just read the the letters on the page read the white space by which he meant read what's going on around it read what the spirit of god is doing um there's so much more in there and it kind of frustrates me i have to say well i just want to say something about we you're asking about the situation here. We were incredibly blessed by the fact that um, John Paul, in certain parts of the London and the UK, he had a good, um, he was well thought of and people wanted him. So when we were released to start the Streams Training Center here, uh, he came over and he would speak in our church. uh, I think he did that twice. And he would speak at conferences and things. He, it was really helpful. We didn't realize um, 
that because we were just training people to teach and stuff and doing our stuff. But we loved John Paul. We went to America. We must have spent so much time training. And I want, but there were doors open over us, I think, because of John yeah, Paul Jackson. Yeah, for sure. And there were church leaders responsive to that. So some of what we've encountered has been a blessing, a legacy from him. Yeah, and sure. some of it has just been, there have been some good leaders who are really open. I don't want to condemn all the leaders. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no that's there, not. there are some who are really open, who say, come and teach what you like in our church. And, you know, they're, they're just so sweet and so empowering. Well, so, and I just want to pick up on something, Michael, if I can. Yes, go ahead. Um, and 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 now, of course, it's just gone flying out of my <laughs> head. As it, <laughs> uh, what are you going to say, Michael? And maybe uh, he'll think of it. Well, while you're thinking that, oh, I know. I know. Good. I know. Um, it was because what happened from there on in was, you know, we got trained. Uh, we because this thing had hit us so strong. It was we were we were almost impelled out into the streets or into the <laughs> yes. pubs or we we took teams out we had somehow managed to persuade our congregation or a few of them few. That, that it was a good idea to take teams out and we'd go off to pubs uh we'd shopping go off center. to shopping centers we'd go off to things like the cheese festival local and we would literally interpret dreams and looking back on it it was kind of scary how little we knew but <laughs> <laughs> But God was so gracious, and it it gave us confidence to get out there and know that people actually were open, and they were remarkably open, and that's what really pushed on for us. It wasn't just about the church. For us, it was, yes, about the church, but it was also about taking dreams out into the street, and maybe if it was appropriate, then talking about Jesus with them. Yeah. And, and I love that because dreams were not, that's what, that's where I was about to go as well. Dreams were not just for the church. They were not just yes. for the Christian faith. Mm. They were something yeah. that we, because our faith embraced this spiritual encounter and experience could mm -hmm. share in a way that related to spiritual people who weren't necessarily Christians. And I love yeah. that. That was one of the things for me because so many times the church had shut the non-Christian spiritual seekers, as you call them, mm -hmm. had shut them down is yeah. why they were seeking. And it gave me a connection back. And I still love that connection we get. Uh, same thing room. happened to me. I mean, as a child, I remember telling my Sunday school teacher that somehow I just knew things. I don't know how I know them. Like, I'll, I'll know something before it's going to happen. And she said, you better <laughs> not go down that road. That is that is a that is wrong. That is from the devil. I mean, all these things, and I was like, so I shied away from that, you know. But I, I was drawn to some things that were then um, that I wouldn't be drawn to yeah. now, you know, which was like a Ouija board and things like that, which I felt like came from a source that is not my creator, you yeah, know. And, and so, you, and if, so you, if you get shut down, you get drawn to something that's maybe not dark, as real, maybe dark, and that's yeah. not as real. That's mm -hmm. right. Well, we're yeah. running out of time so let me let me shift this just for a second because tony and dwee you guys train on dream interpretation and you do both local 
uh, live classes, probably not right now with the COVID situation, but you do the local live classes and you do online uh, something you have called Dream Academy. Uh, so people may be interested when COVID is, is calmed down and getting in touch with you and, and doing a class there in, in the UK or in the potential of just connecting with you for some additional training. Last week, we talked a little bit about what Lisa and I do with DreamSim. You do something that's similar but different in the UK, and both of us have students all over the world, yeah. that draws people into yeah. just working through the process of understanding dreams. Talk just a, a minute or two about that before we have to go and tell people how they can get in touch with you. Okay, well, we, we have a website um, which is a sort of landing page before you because it's a membership site. The Dream Academy is a membership site. So it's at www.thedreamacademy.online. So that's how you can get hold of us if we need to. Don't say that again. Yeah. Just say uh, www.thedreamacademy.online. And Noel will put okay, that so, on the screen, I'm sure. So that's it. And, and what it is, we, we, we set this going, funny enough, just before the COVID lockdown uh not knowing that that was going to happen but the reason we did it was we had been teaching dreams dreams and, and whatever for for some long time and we realized that people loved it when they did the live uh training and they loved the training and they loved the interaction and the social stuff and they got excited about it because they were with people of like mind mm -hmm. then they go home and they tell their pastors or they tell their church group or and, and they go, you know, it's just like, oh, my goodness, you know. So what we realized was that people needed somewhere to um, gather together, share their experiences, practice on more dreams, learn a bit more that they hadn't learned before. So we knew there was a need for a community of some sort. And we worked out that it just had to be online. And um, it's not breaking any huge records, but it is doing exactly what it's meant to do. We're, we're building a community to the point where we're actually ministering to some of the members because things come up in their dreams. Mm -hmm. They can also get more training from online courses. And um, we have interviews with people. We've interviewed Dr. Brian Simmons from the Passion Translation. We've interviewed all sorts of interesting people, uh, which is part of the resources that we have on the academy mm. um, and then every month we have two live what we call dream um, clinics and we do it live uh, we do it on a zoom call um, using um, oh golly I can't even remember what it's called now uh. Uh, um, anyway <laughs> it's using a platform and we literally I interpret dream, dreams together mm. and um, that is a fantastic accelerated learning process mm. so yeah, that's what we do. We also do face-to-face stuff. -face. Funnily enough, two weeks' time, we've got a, one coming up on Zoom uh, for about 100 people, I think. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of trying to do what we did before, but um, we've extended it, and we're very much into this whole community-stroke-team thing, doing things together. And 
we love it, don't we? That's so yeah, good. Uh, it's good. It's we, good. We have a facility. Sorry, Michael. No, we're completely out of time. So okay. I'm going to say we're going to have to come back and talk some more in the yes. future for sure. But I want you to go out and check out uh, Tony and Dewey's Dream Academy website. They've got the, and, and see what they may have there for you that can be good. Uh, they're all over the world. You don't have to be in the UK to be a part of that. Uh, just like yeah. Dream Sim is in the US, but you don't have to be in the US to be a part of that. These are things that are resources for you to learn more about dreams, to practice interpreting, and to grow together with community or mentoring the different ways things are done to, to, to just put that into place. So we want to encourage you to be a part with that. You can find us at uh, mydreamstories.com or you can find us on Facebook at uh, Dream Stories Podcast and learn more about us and things that Tony and we are doing as well. Uh, but we've run out of time. Until next time, look out for our pages and like, share, and subscribe. Those things are big help for us. Let folks know we're back after our break during the COVID season, and we'd love to see you again next time. And until then, keep dreaming.